Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour on this Monday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Training Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Let me give it to you again, because it is buying day today, 800 951 0592 the website at allamericangold.com of the metals plans Wendy and I are working as fast as we can we think we think our fingers are crossed we're going to have all of the metals plans done this week it is a holiday week Fourth of July on Thursday. We will be closed Thursday and Friday. So, yep, that means we'd have to have it done in three days. Uh, we'll see. We're, we're ready. The product's here. Uh, the boxes are lined up. Uh, we'll see how we can get, uh, how we do on the uh, production line. Uh, but those are going out. If you haven't signed up for the metals plan, get in it. Just telling you now. Uh, a lot of things to talk about. Uh, the trade truce, man. Uh, and I said this in the last hour. T- really, really disappointed uh, in that deal. That truce. China's got to be, like, just giddy. <laughs> Wait a minute. Huawei. Ah! <laughs> I mean, think about every horrible thing they've told us about Huawei. Right, and they've been out on TV. They've been everywhere. About uh, they steal everything. They're they're spying on the government. They're spying on us. They got all these back doors. I mean, the the it was an incredible list. Right, we had Canada arrest. You know, like their their CFO or CEO. I don't even know what she was. Had her placed under arrest. I mean, the whole nine yards. Over the weekend at the G20, the president agreed to have a truce. In other words, hey, I'm not going to hit them with the other $300 billion. Didn't even say how long either. But then said that they're going to allow Huawei to buy some stuff from the U.S. So the U.S. companies make some components that Huawei uses. The funny thing was, China didn't ask for this. They didn't. They didn't go to Trump and say, hey, we want you to do this. It was our own companies. I don't know who, right? I, and I truly don't, right? But just just for the fact that Apple announced uh, the day before the meeting, they were going to start building their their laptops or whatever you want, Mac Pros, leave U.S. and head to China. I'll blame them, but I don't know that it's them. And I'm thinking, what? I mean, if all these horrible things you're saying about them are true, why would we let them sell anything? Or buy anything, right? I mean, right? It, it, it almost made no sense. And then, of course, we got the, oh, China's going to buy some food. China's been ready to buy food. They're down. I've been telling you that forever. They're down for that. 
nothing on intellectual property, no time. We'll see. Now, I, I, I truly think this is more of how bad things really are. Because it happens quick. Right? And I'll use the housing thing as an example. Right? This thing, housing was on fire until it wasn't. And literally, it stopped overnight. Like, it just ended. And I think a lot of people are worried about it. That's the only thing I can think of about that. North Korea, I'm fine with. I have no problem with that. I, I, I don't understand why we can't talk to the people we don't get along with. How are we supposed to figure out a way unless you're talking about I was okay with that. But it was very interesting. Uh, Wall Street opened up big today. It's been falling all morning long. Gold has been down since the second it opened. Well, we were all, well, actually about 4 o'clock Arizona time is when uh, the metals market starts opening overseas on Sunday, 4 p.m. Arizona time Sunday. Uh, it's been down 20 bucks pretty much the whole time. Sitting right in that support level, that 1395, 1385, 1395 level. Uh, right from the go. And why I say it's buying time today. Not because of the, I mean, the fact that it's down helps. But it is jobs week. If you think Friday's jobs number is going to be weak, this could be a very, very good opportunity to get into the market. We had two different economic reports out today. One in manufacturing, one in construction, just like all the other economic reports. And these are May and June numbers. So we got a May number in construction, a June number in manufacturing, uh, and and really uh, following all the other economic data. Construction went negative. Yeah, the uh, uh, fell in May. By the way, it's lowest levels in two and a half years. And I look around Phoenix. You know, Phoenix. It, it, it's still we're still building stuff here, but construction spending fell by the most, and is now the lowest in two and a half years. Manufacturing, we'll talk about on the other side. Don't touch that dial. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Now construction spending now down two point three percent year over year. So this is a year over year number uh, down to three. Obviously last month this was a May number came in negative again. Private construction. Okay, so this is non government construction. Uh, man. It was down 1% in April, 7 tenths lower in May. Private construction now, again, also, you know, going back, a lot of this now, all these economic reports, you're starting to see this trend. The good ones say it's the worst since 2016. In other words, the presidential election year, right? That was a bad year, right up until Trump won. It was a bad year, 2016, and and all of that. These are the good ones. The bad ones are going back to what? Right, we're going back ten years. Right, we're going back to 09, 
right? We're going back to 08. We're going back to 07. So construction, uh, the lowest levels going back to 2016. Manufacturing numbers were out. This was a June number. The slowest pace, again, right? It's like a, a broken record, right? The slowest pace since 2016. Uh, the number came in at 51.7. 51.7, uh, the lowest number since, uh, looks like September of 2016. So uh, the lowest number since before uh, the election. By the way, this is how fast it happens. In August of 18. So, you know, we're doing, you know, do a little math here. Uh, in, in less than a year, 10 months, can uh, manufacturing is down 16%. We were at 61. We're now at 51. And the big problem, orders. Or, well, lack thereof. So now we've had this great run in June. Now, granted, May was bad, so, you know, we're, we're kind of, let's face it, we're, we're, we've been sitting at this this area here, right near or at all-time record highs for a while now. Last couple of years, really. We've kind of been sitting here at these numbers. In June, we've had this great rally in the stock market. None of it, none of it because of actual earnings, right? 90% of the gain they're saying, and I'm going to tell you it's all of the gain, is on uh, P.E. ratios moving up because interest rates are going to be lower. That's their little story. But how are companies doing? Right, and I told you, think about Friday. Do I have a good number or a bad number in the jobs report? One of the things that just happened is the second quarter just ended. And now you have companies, S&P 500 companies, releasing guidance. Okay? Because they want to, uh, you know, they want to try to beat the street buy a penny, right? Hey, I want to beat the street. So if I need to lower guidance, now's the time, right? So far, there's been 113 companies issuing said guidance. Okay, so in other words, of the S&P 500, 113 companies said, you know what, the current guidance that the street thinks I need to change it. Now they can change it higher or they can change it lower. We never know how many companies are going to do it. Right? Because if they like the guidance that they're at, then they won't issue new guidance. So you're following me? following along here? The vast majority of the companies said, hey, we're, we're, we're kind of good with where it's at. Now, we still got a few more days that they can update guidance. But to date, there's been 113. And that's really average, somewhere around, 
you know, I'd say from 110 to 130 is normal, okay? In that, like I said, companies can say, hey, uh, we're, we're doing great. Your number's too low. Or they can say, hey, yeah, we don't like that number, right? And normally, why would they come out and say we don't like that number? Uh, our bean counters are saying, "Yeah, we're not going to be right. We're not going to beat that number. We better lower it." So far, eighty-seven of the hundred and thirteen companies have issued negative guidance for the second quarter. That is the second highest total ever since they've been doing this particular uh, research. By the way, when did they start that? 2006. This is the second worst number ever. By the way, the the worst number was 92. So we they could take that out still. We still got a few more days before they they uh, before the earnings start rolling in. Already, it's the second worst number ever. And you start looking at Wall Street, and you're like, "Wait, what? That, that's that's kind of odd, right? You just had the you know one of the best months ever. I, I think it may have been the best June ever. And we've got the second worst negative guidance quarter on record." By the way, uh, I, I think I told you 92 uh, was the number. They said at the sector level, they have 11 different sectors in the S&P. You know, they like to, to group them, right? You got your tech, right? You've got your 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 finance companies. You got your uh, construction companies. You got your retailers, right? Those are the sectors. Seven of the 11 sectors have seen more company issue negative guidance relative to the five-year average. So seven of the 11, it's worse than normal. IT and healthcare, the largest uh, contributors to the overall increase in the number of S&P 5 uh, companies issuing negative guidance. Uh, They are the two leaders. 26 Information technology companies uh, were in the quarter. I think the same thing for healthcare. You get the idea. If all these companies are issuing all this negative guidance, which really, when you think about it, when you start looking at the data, actually makes sense. And I think this is why I'm trying to understand what happened this weekend. I mean, everybody was saying, hey, listen, there's going to be. there's going to be a truce, right? There's not going to be any movement on trade over the weekend. And there really wasn't, right? I mean, all told, there wasn't, but there was because of the Huawei thing, which makes no sense. But I wanted to ask you this. Do you think that now makes a deal more likely or less likely? And let me preface that. I better put the word good in there. 
obviously we weakened our hand. Right? The odds of us getting this quote-unquote good deal have gone down. Because, let's face it, did we blink here? I don't know if we blinked, but we winked, right? We, we, maybe, we, maybe we didn't give them the, the, the double, you know, both eyes, but we kind of blinked here, right? No deadline for the other $300 billion and and oh, by the way, you know, go ahead, buy some food. Yeah, we'll take it. And yeah, Huawei, yeah, because, and I told you already, this was not China, what, they took it. But this was U.S. companies begging the Trump administration to allow them to sell products to China. And, and to Huawei, in, in, you know, specifically. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching that, and the only thing I can really think of is when I re- re- read those numbers. We're in, tr- we're, we're, we're in trouble. And trouble this way. I don't want to overstate it. We're a lot closer to recession than they want us to believe. That's and I, and I say that only because of what happened this weekend. I mean, and I've been telling you now, let's face it. I was telling you as early as October, things have changed. You know that. Things have slowed. And now they've they've slowed from when I told you they slowed. So now we're slower. And I just thought it was odd. Uh, like I said, the Dow up, op, opened up almost 300 points. It's now up 90. We'll see. I know it's still early in the day. But the, the, the data reports, construction spending was bad. Manufacturing was bad. Guidance, earnings guidance for the second quarter was bad. So I, I'm just sitting there and I'm watching. The dollar had a great day. The dollar is up today, about uh, 50 base point, 96.50, 96.60. I don't think it lasts if the jobs numbers start coming in weak. We get our first look on Wednesday. Wednesday's our last day here, right? And then we're off for the holiday. We'll be back on Monday. And that's going to be our first look. Right? And, of course, that's that survey. That's the non-government number, uh, which is, a you know, it swings pretty dramatically. But if that number comes in weak, which I think it will, I think that sets us up again for a potential little weak government number on Friday. And I think, again, it'll put the focus back onto the actual data. Right? So the even here, think about this. The trade truce. It's only worth 100 points. Right? It's kind of like the rate cuts. We've already had the 10-year notes. By the way, 10-year note hasn't moved today. 201. How come housing's not better? How come car sales aren't better? Right? The, the market's already done it, and it hasn't helped. And now we get a trade truce, and the Dow—it's it's only up 90 points? I mean, I would have thought that would have been worth at least 1000 But again, remember, 
the actual data it's there right and it's been saying the same thing now for a while slow down slow down slow down i think the the rate cuts are already too late that's just my call you know jason and i we've got a competition jason actually doesn't think they're going to lower rates in july we've got a bet on it the loser has to wear an aoc shirt and we'll take a picture we'll put it on the website one of us is going to be in an aoc shirt uh <laughs> i don't think it's going to be me by the way uh and and, and uh, come August because it's a July. I think it's the last day of July. The uh, the Fed actual results will come out as to the rate cut or not a rate cut. And I'm already going to tell you it's too late. The bond market did it already. Right, we went from three two five in December to two without any move at the Fed's funds rate. Things are still getting slower. Maybe that's why we decided to give in a little bit to China. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by honoring family values, opposing radical feminism, and representing a conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now, the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. You probably know Inspector Clouseau as the bumbling, incompetent investigator in the Pink Panther movies. The first actor to take the part was Peter Sellers. Steve Martin then followed in his footsteps. Now it looks like the Democrats are doing their best to collectively take on the role. The phony investigations in the House of Representatives would be a comedy for the ages if it weren't so tragic. The images of congressmen eating Kentucky Fried Chicken were designed to ridicule the Trump administration for not attending a committee hearing. All it took was one viral photo of Representative Steve Cohen chowing down on a piece of cold chicken to turn all that around. Democrats on the House Judiciary Committee have made fools of themselves by trying to be investigators. Their grandstanding doesn't help themselves or anyone else. According to the Constitution, the job of the House of Representatives is to initiate legislation. All spending bills are required to originate only in the House. Obviously, they have a very important job that should require their full attention. Instead, members would rather grandstand and try to attract media cameras for their never-ending harassment of Trump officials. After Attorney General Barr stood up to the amateur investigators by declining to appear for one of their circus-like hearings, the House Judiciary Committee turned their sights on former White House counsel Don McGahn. The media spectacle never seems to end. No matter how outrageous these Democrat antics get, keep in mind that they are only doing what they promised they would do. When President Trump took office, Democrats lined up around the block to pledge their fealty to obstruction. They promised to oppose President Trump at every turn, no matter how much good he does for the American people. Now we see them doing exactly as they promised, even though it makes them look like fools. They truly are the Inspector Clouseau of politics. A more recent movie about amateur investigators was called Get a Clue. The fried chicken-eating House Democrats should take that title to heart and spend more time on their constitutional purpose, like securing the southern border, for example.
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we think it's time to take Washington back from the power brokers. At phyllisschlafly.com, we're organizing a grassroots movement to stand against the deep state bureaucrats who control government. For the latest strategies, go to phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. Buy on the dips from the dips, as my uncle used to say. Uh, Jim Cramer was just out, and I agree with him. Something's afoot here. I don't know. I'm speculating that the president uh, was worried about the stock market and trying to to do something. I don't know. I'll just read some comments uh, about the uh, what Kramer said. Huawei came as a shock the, for the president to turn around like this. It must have meant there is something afoot. What it is, we don't know. Said that the president has been had by the Chinese in trade talks in the past. Buenos Aires. Right? I mean, let's face it. Right? Well, what, what month was it? April? We're 90 days. We're, 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 we're days away from a deal. 90 days later. I, I don't know. I, I don't get it either. I agree. I, I, I don't know. Is he being had again, right? My, and my initial reaction to this was China just kicked our backside again. They they, 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 they got to be giddy. Like, look at us. We're, we're, we're just, we're killing them. First they came out and said we're days away from a deal. And then we put a red line through it all. And now this, now the only thing that I could think of other than this was a I'm going to try to keep the Wall Street rally going. Maybe we're going to drop demands. Maybe. Right? Maybe maybe uh, it's possible. Are we going to give in to the Chinese and there's a trade deal? Man, I don't think so. I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, Jim Cramer out saying, kind of like me, I'm scratching my head here. I don't understand. I feel like, you know, and, and again, and people will talk about North Korea too. I'm okay with it. You know why? We didn't even get uh, body remains or this. Or that. I mean, you got to talk to the guy at some point. I don't know, but but either way, a very weird weekend. And and as far as the markets go, I don't understand it. Obviously, the big hitters, we heard nothing. Lighthouser, nothing. Pompeo, nothing. Right, Larry Kudlow kind of came. You know, we heard from him, but he's not even worth hearing from. And he was like, "Oh no, no, this isn't." Amnesty for Huawei and kind of kind of downplayed what they did, which made me worry. 
which made me worry. So I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. At first blush, just my first reaction, wasn't a great day for us. But we could be wrong, right? We could be, maybe, maybe we're going to get some type of a deal. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say this. If we don't, which again, I don't see one. It just, I just don't, unless we want to totally give in. That this thing's going to get a lot more interesting over the next 30, 60, 90 days, right? Because uh, if the president thinks that China was maybe going to make a deal happen and gave these concessions and then the deal doesn't happen, (laughs) right? Look out. But I don't know that that's the case. I, I don't. I, I My first reaction was when I found out it was the U.S. companies themselves asking for the begging the administration to let them sell products to Huawei. I kind of my initial reaction was he's helping out Wall Street. That was my reaction. Right. He's been bragging about June. Right. How good June was. Of course, May was bad. June was good. And that was my initial reaction was, man, things must be the the intel that he's getting about the U.S. economy, right? He's trying to help it, right? Hey, I bet I gotta give, I gotta throw a little bone in there to try to keep everyone going here. And no man, well, the three hundred billion that it's on the table, but put it this way: if it, picture a table. It used to be right in front of the president. And maybe that $300 billion was off, just off to the right. Maybe it was a little off to the left. It feels like that thing has been pushed all the way to the other side of the table. You know, you figure the, the Trump sits at the head of the table, right? Melania, she's at the, at, way at the other end of the table. I feel like that thing's gone all the way down there. And only one of two things, at least that come to my mind. One, he's worried about the economy and thought and thinks that, you know what, I can't trust Jay Powell. I can't trust Jay Powell. And I don't want Wall Street to go, you know, collapse here. Let me see what I can do. What's the least I can do to try to keep it going? Right, I'll give a little Huawei concession. I'll say China's going to buy some food, and I'll push this three hundred billion all the way down to the end of the table. So far, at least today, hasn't really helped that much yet. Like I said, Dow's up a hundred. Or is there something else? I, I, I don't know that answer. I'd love it if there was something else. I don't think there is. Right? I just, you know, China's not going to change 2,000 laws. They're just not. Right? Those are, I mean, literally, it's not like they're changing laws that are, are, you know, trivial. 
oh, we're going to lower the, the rate for a DUI. Right, or we're gonna legalize marijuana, right? We're not we're not talking about those, and not that those are trivial things. We're talking about laws that are part of the foundation of communism. See, that's the thing that you know, when I sit here, you know, and for the last what almost two years I've been telling you there's no way that we can have a deal. Unless China's not going to be a communist country anymore, right? Which I don't see that happening. I know. Crazy day. Crazy day. 800 Gold's down 20. 1393, 1394. Uh, silver's hanging in there. Uh, it, it's down, but it's down nine cents, uh, fifteen dollars and sixteen cents. Uh, a move up in the dollar, right? The uh, trade truce, if you will. The dollar's now up sixty basis points, sixty ninety six seventy five. Uh, and again, I think this is, I think. This is not going to be last very long because we got jobs coming. Wednesday, thir- I don't know about Thursday, uh, but Wednesday we should have ADP. Friday is the government number. Today we had construction spending. We had manufacturing, right? Again, the trend down continues. Something else big happened today. Another country just went negative. A matter of fact, a new, I believe this is a new all-time record low for France. Uh, the ECB uh, was updating some information and talking about the slowdown. By the way, global uh, purchasing managers index, the global index, uh, crashed this morning. Uh, and again, it's why I think this—it's uh, a good day to buy in gold. Is the date, the actual data, right, was really weak. Not just here too, but globally, uh, really weak. Actually, pushed French bond yields negative. That now puts a new all-time record high. This is how much debt we've created. You know, when you think back to the crisis. Right, and all the yields that were negative. The fact that our 10 you know, right, we talk about it all the time. The record low for us is 1.37. Right, in uh, what, as, as early as last week, what, we're in the 1.9, globe French bond, 10-year bond yields now below zero. Uh, increasing the all-time record high over 13. We're, on, we're approaching now 14 trillion. Not quite there. We're still at 13 trillion in trade. The amount of sovereign debt with negative yields. So what does that mean? Well, that means if you hold it to maturity. Okay. So if you hold that bond for 10 years. And let's just say you put a million dollars. I'm going to buy a million, uh, ten year, million dollars worth of ten-year French bond notes. Ten years goes by. 
you're actually going to get less than a million. And now you think about we're approaching $14 trillion of debt is in that same category, right? German debt, Japanese debt, right? French debt, right? And, and all of it yielding negative rates. And obviously your money, this is the financial system they tell you to invest in. Right, invest in this financial system, and you think about all the laws of economics. <laughs> right, they've had to throw away all the textbooks because they're doing what they said should never be done. Because if you do what they're doing, you're going to destroy the currency. Right, think about it. At what point? Do people say, I'm not buying that? Now, some people can buy it for speculation, right? The only good speculation is, hey, I think, yeah, they're low. I mean, they're negative now. But I think they're going to get even more negative, right? You make money that way, right? When the 10-year note falls, right, that's good for bondholders. When the rates fall, that's good for bondholders. Hey, I'm doing better. It's kind of... Uh, the opposite of what you think but at what point people are saying well, I'm not doing that and I'm not going to give you money and then get less back right and we're kind of wondering we nobody knows exactly where that is I mean is it at 15 trillion or 20 trillion could you imagine if we go negative could you imagine if we went negative? Because you got to remember now, not all the debt is 10-year note debt. Right? And, and just think about all the other debt out there. Two-year notes, five-year notes, seven-year notes, right? all being negative. Right? I mean, I, I don't know what that number is, but we're sitting here watching this. And again, I, mean, I keep saying it. Stocks are at all-time highs. Or right near them. Right, be careful. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Be be very very careful. You know the the uh, I look at housing here. Remember this? Don't forget what I told you last week. Of the roughly, let's call it six hundred thousand. That's how many new homes, roughly, and that may be a little high, but how many new homes are are bought? in 2019 so it's going to be somewhere around there 550 550 to 600,000 over 100,000 of them are going to be bought by big investors I'm not talking about mom and pop entire subdivisions now being built across the country to be rentals sold in bulk to Wall Street, right? And you get this feeling of, man, this bubble just doesn't feel right. Somebody did a study, said 75%, 74% of people can't even afford to own a home. How can we have home ownership rates of 60% if 75% can't afford one? I know, right? Think about that What during the break. Final segment coming up. 
800-951-0592. Final segment. Uh, the Dow is up 70. Uh, it was up almost 300 points. Uh, people are starting to absorb this trade deal thing, trade truce. I guess not really a deal. Uh, I want to be wrong on this one. It doesn't feel real good right now. Uh, so I hope there's something happening that I don't know about, uh, that the world doesn't know about. Uh, because if not, uh, this was not a great weekend for, for the United States in, in in how this gets resolved. So we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. right? I'm hopeful that there's something I don't know because it just kind of looks like we caved. That's just my first impression. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, gold's down 20, uh, sitting there. Uh, it's been... Uh, sitting there pretty much ever since the market opened 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Uh, I wanted to heat things up here. But guess what? Prices aren't down. Uh, Friday we ran 20s at 15, uh, what was it, uh, 1485. 1485. Same price today, 1485. So you're still less than $100 over spot, but you know, it is what it is. You know, we had this period of time where we had the super, super low premiums. Um, and I don't know. Let me tell you, this is a tough one for me. Right now, I'm, I'm telling you, and I hate to say it, I'd wait another day. How about that? I'd wait another day. You don't have to wait. But let's just see, at least today... Uh, the wholesalers, they control the market. They're they're saying, nah. Maybe tomorrow they'll say yes and I can do something better. But but still, you're still saving money here. You're saving uh, 15 bucks a coin, U.S. $20 gold pieces, fourteen eighty five at 800 951 uh, As a reminder, metals plant shipments are going out as we speak. Jason is working on his. So if you're a Colorado pickup, you'll hear from Jason. If you're a Phoenix pickup, obviously you'll hear from Wendy and or Arlene. Those of you that get shipped, all the uh, metals plant shipments come out of Phoenix. So we will be handling the shipping. Uh, The shipping table uh, is loaded up as we speak. We're hopeful we should. It's going to be close. Uh, but we think we can be done uh, by Wednesday. Remember, we are closed. Patriot is closed. So is 13 Colorado. The station in Colorado is on autopilot on Thursday and Friday. But I will be updating the website. So you can always go online. You know, if gold's moving, I'll be adjusting the site. And, and you can take advantage and take uh, put some deals away. The economic data continues to be weak. I think the next big move here will be very dependent upon the jobs numbers. So what does Wednesday's number look like? What does Friday's number look like? Uh, if they're weak, uh, then I expect gold to be rallying here. This was... Uh, uh, this trade truce was a good time to take profits, right? Good time to take profits. Uh, if we get a big jobs number, expect the opposite. Expect more profit taking. So there you go. 800 951 592. 
Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow.